Hi, and welcome to the Crypto Writer Talks podcast. To mark the end of this eventful year in crypto writing, Justin Tag, aka Devoid, and I, Kalan Iwamoto, invite six crypto writers to share a highlight from their year. We'll hear from Artemis Wild, Glaren Bungallen, Rick Goldbraith, Sasha Stiles, Pale Horse, and Margaret Labor, and end the show with a game hosted by Glaren. We at the Crypto Writers Discord wish you a beautiful holiday season and a joyful new year. Okay, hello everybody. Uh, this is Justin, also known as Devoid on Twitter for various NFT projects. And welcome to the CW Talks festive bonanza uh, in which Callan Iwamoto and I sing Christmas carols for ETH. <laughs> Callan, you can go first. <laughs> I don't think you want me to do that. <laughs> I had on my, I had a, a couple of notes here. Uh, my first note was um, introduce Callan and try not to make it awkward. <laughs> <laughs> so I failed immediately. Um, yeah, Callan, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm not bad. I'm not bad. It's that strange week, isn't it? It's like that strange period of time leading up to Christmas, and then you've got the strange period of time coming up to a new year when nobody's quite sure what day of the week it is. Yeah, I've been trying to be uh, on vacation and kind of off socials and everything since, uh, well, since today, but it's obviously not off to a very good start. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, immediately jumps on to a Christmas party on Twitter spaces. I like that. Um, so, it's hard to stay away. Exactly. So this, this whole session is pretty much um, unlike every other session we've had, which have got a degree of... Um, We've got some kind of, you know, plan in place or some specific thing. This is like a celebration um, of this has been an absolutely insane year. And there's an amazing amount of cool things that have happened. And I was thinking earlier, because I remember the exact date that I put my first NFT for sale. And I was kind of jumped in um, kind of feet first and into the space. I don't know if you remember the same thing, like when you first started because it's all this year for pretty much everybody in this room to some degree yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah um i was kind of already dabbling in nfts uh like from the year last year um and i already had been i've been thinking about um writing and nfts and um all that but my first mint my first nft i minted uh was on february 22nd no way. Right. Yeah. What, but I, what day of the I week was that? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> because I've got written here I that no I was February the 22nd. I don't, I think, I feel like you were, no I feel like you were earlier than me by a few days, but I might oh, have that wrong. I don't know. This is what, this is what um, OpenSea is telling me. Oh. But I, I thought so too. Well, I, I don't know. My first um, NFT was about like Christmas. Um, so I think I must have written it around Christmas or around New Year's, early January. But it OpenSea's telling me that I minted it on February twenty second. I don't know. Maybe it says like, I don't know. Yeah, but I'm I'm gonna trust OpenSea, or I guess I should check EtherScan. Yeah, yeah, I like that. <laughs> I'm gonna trust OpenSea, or maybe <laughs> maybe I should check EtherScan. Oh, but you see, the, the the thing that's wild about that. I mean, like maybe others when we bring everybody up to the stage might might comment on it. But I know for me, it was definitely February. I don't know whether it was it was somewhere after the 20th and before March. And it just blows my mind that that's only 10 months ago. And the amount of things yeah. that have happened, uh, yeah. not only that have happened, you know, for, I suppose, each of us individually, but the amount of 
roads that have opened up for yes. for careers to change you know it's quite quite incredible really mm-hmm. i don't think i've personally yeah. known a year like it in terms of realizing that my work is going to go in a slightly different direction than i knew it was going to go on january the 1st do you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah yeah definitely i mean i I mean, I'm so, um, I feel extremely grateful to be in the space um, because really like, I think um, I, it was only through NFTs and crypto that I found my voice as a writer and, and as an artist, like I didn't even consider myself an artist before this year that I could even be one. But um, yeah, so, I mean, I really, for me, it was something really special, something quite extraordinary because um you know my practice is really grounded I I found like kind of um you know a new way of experimenting and playing with the space that um I don't think that as a writer and like an artist it's something completely uh that could not have existed prior to being in the space and and you know we're at this moment and I feel lucky to be able to see and experience this really like avant-garde moments in literature mm-hmm. because, you know, I can just feel that we're on the precipice of something really big. Like I can feel this big surge coming on with NFTs um, poised to go mainstream. And yeah. I see more writers entering the scene and writers already in the space pushing the envelope with, um, you know, new forms of writing and using new media in novel ways and people collaborating um, not only to create art and writing, but also to push for new ideas and to build a movement really. So um, I find it all really very exciting. And um, yeah, I feel lucky to be here at this moment in history, you know? Yeah. I'm so with you on literally everything that you just said. It's, it's, um, it's just so strange to think that a year ago, I didn't realize that fast forward one year, I'd be in, in a room of, with a group of such talented writers all doing such interesting things in a space that I wasn't entirely aware of at the time. So mm-hmm. uh, that's, that's kind of mad. And I, and I guess, you know, with all the various different exponential growth that's going to come within the space and within everybody's uh, careers, it's insane to think about where that might go over the next, you know, 12 to 24 months as well. Yeah. I think it's going to be 2022 is going to be, um, yeah as exciting if not more exciting than this year yeah possibly i guess we'll see so how about we attempt chaos and bring up (laughs) our guests to the stage i don't know that we've had a session with quite so many guests um at once maybe some of the poetry sessions but i don't think we've had everybody up on stage at the same time have we no i don't think so all right so this could be the worst decision (laughs) let's do it (laughs) Uh, okay so let's uh, we'll really quickly run through some some short intros to everybody and then we'll kind of ask everybody to um, put their mics on and we'll <laughs> let the party begin. So uh, who have we got with us? So we've got with us today, um, Artemis Wild is with us. So Artemis is a digital artist, writer, yoga and meditation teacher, as well as being one of the founders of Ether Poems, which is I'm sure we're going to chat about. That's been a huge thing for this year. We've mm-hmm. also got um, Rick Galbraith, who is a Web3 storyteller and longtime advocate and producer of mixed media writing and, and literature. Um, another outstanding speaker who will be great to join us in our Christmas party here. Um, we've got Glaren uh, Bangalan, who is a writer, comedian, collage artist, is also one of the hosts of the CW Talks 
sessions. Um, she's going to be joining us. Who else have we got, Callum? Uh, we've also got uh, Margaret. Um, Margaret is a poet. Margaret Labor is a poet, a lore master, and copywriter. Um, her latest book, Singing in the Dark Times, is available from Petrichum Press. Uh, she was also part of uh, the Ether Poems. Um, and we also have Pale Horse, uh, who is a writer with a background in software engineering. He uses the familiar aesthetics of software interfaces to evoke social commentary about technological trends. Um, he's also got some brilliant work on uh, async, um, which is very exciting. Um, and we've got Sasha Styles. Um, Sasha Styles is a Kalmyk American poet and artist probing the intersection of text and technology. Her work has been honored in the Future Arts Awards, nominated for the Pushcart Prize and Best of the Net, exhibited in analog and virtual realms, and published on the blockchain. So, and she's um, she was also part of Ether Poems, and um, Sasha, Anna Maria, and I also um, founded the Verse First, which I'm sure we'll also talk about uh, later on. Um, should we get everyone to turn off their mics and <laughs> jump in? I think so. I think everybody get their mics mics on and say hello at the same time. So we realize what a terrible <laughs> idea this was. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hey, hey. Hi, everyone. <laughs> oh, that's hello. good. So, so nobody's got anything too chaotic going on in the background. That's excellent. No, no. <laughs> that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, let's let's even though we we've got the chaos ready to reign, we'll try and give it a little bit of, of structure. Uh, we were just talking, obviously, about what a wild year it's been, you know, um, and how many things have not just changed but emerged over the course of this this year, and especially um, from the perspective of being a writer. So I suppose one thing that would we wanted to talk to you all about, you know with being so heavily involved in this space, but also in many different ways. What is the thing that stands out for you as a highlight for this year as a, as a writer in this kind of crypto lit space? If you want to jump up, go for it. Otherwise, I will <laughs> select. She's a victim. That's it, yeah. Looking at all of your profile pictures on the Twitter spaces and wondering who is the first victim. to that. Yeah, please. Yeah, to that a little bit. Um, I think that for me, something that has been so incredibly inspiring is that when I entered the space, I think I first minted in October of 2020. Yeah. And I didn't know where any of the writers were. I was minting poems and I wow, felt yeah. very very alone um and i was wondering if there was a space for this if there's a space for literature or poetry um because i felt so compelled to be minting words to be sharing words through nfts and to see the growth in community i didn't actually find out about the crypto writers group until until ether poems launched i think that was in early June um, of this past year. But to see, to find that community was thrilling for me. And then to see the huge influx of writers that started to just roll into this space over mm -hmm. this past summer 
to yeah. watch the Twitter crypto poet list grow from, I think, like mm -hmm. less than 40 people to now I think it's up to 170 or 160. And I'm sure there's plenty of people who aren't even on the list yet. Um, that's that's a so good inspiring. point, actually, Artemis. You've got a list, don't you? you? So you curate this list with people who are poets in this space. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and so any poet I come across, I just I add them to the list because it's um, a beautiful resource for us to just be able to be in community with each other and see who is even here, right? Because it's easy, I think, for writers in this space to get a little bit lost in the mix right now since there are fewer of us than um, visual artists. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think I can talk to that a little bit as well. It's because you know my my position and I guess my experience over the last twelve months in the space is one of a primarily a collaborator. This is kind of where I came from previously, and something that I love to do is either write stories based on people's art or get people to try and make art or music based on my stories, and um, that's what I've been doing for many years, and it kind of gave me a bit of a leg up coming into the uh, the space. Uh, in December last year, when I when I when I bought my first piece, and then uh, setting up Tales from the Glitch, which I think we minted the first piece in April or May, and um, yeah, Tales from the Glitch was a, is an ongoing collaborative project with artists and and, and musicians where I write a, an, an ongoing kind of series of stories based in this Tales from the Glitch world, and the artists and the musicians create something based around that. And my, you know, my, my personal experience has, has been like kind of extreme, one extremely humbling, but also to just amazing. I've had the opportunity to work with some of the best digital artists in the world. And, um, you know, not only have I had people creating art and music based on my words, but I've been able to put words to other people's art and music. And uh, for me, I've literally just kind of, you know, I've, I've been living the dream i've been like you know wake up some mornings and people dropping into my dms going hey i've had this idea and i wondered if you could write a story for it or even like you know people who are second language english speakers or um you know just sometimes artists find it a little bit challenging to write their own uh, bios or uh, art piece kind of um statements when for when they're minting and i just like dude can you just like put a couple of words together for me and something that might take them hours thinking about it takes me to, you know or, or us in this room 10 minutes mm -hmm. so just being able to work with all of these amazing people that i've admired and and you know looked at uh you know for often from afar for so many years and god oh my god it'd be amazing to write you know sci-fi stories based on their work and that's what mm -hmm. i kind of started out doing many years ago and i've just been able to like you know put it into action this year and make money out of it you know kind of make mm -hmm. the ETH out of it which has facilitated me kind of being able to you know go go full time with this stuff in, in, in from next year so yeah it's just it's been phenomenal it's like you know they always what's that saying um the real nfts are the friends we've made along the way <laughs> like, uh, there's been a lot of friendship making and a lot of friendship building and community building going on this year and it's really laid some amazing foundations and um, to to going into next year yeah that's amazing it's been like amazing to see you Galbraith like your meteoric rise really I mean I feel like you've connected with so many people including like really big influencers and 
you're kind of the uh, the storyteller. Um, you become the storyteller for a lot of NFT projects like um, the punk comics and, um, you know, you're being approached by a lot of people to create the story and write the words for a lot of these projects. So, yeah, it's been... It's been a bit mind-blowing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, from, from my perspective, I knew kind of when I came into space uh, 12 months ago that I just wanted to, having been a little bit shy about my writing and my, my abilities for, for so long, I kind of knew I just wanted to really push myself into this space and, and not really give too much of a shit. So I just kind of, like, sat down and just started hammering out the tweets and really trying to ingratiate myself and i had a I had, yeah really had a, had a couple of very lucky um breaks with the punks comic and working on interleave with lupify and that's just been released obviously in various other bits but then again like you know what i what i the, the way i try and contextualize it for myself is that well one i've been writing for like 20 years two i've been doing collaborative and cross media for about 12 years and three i've been working with digital artists and like including the likes of people and um signal noise and others since like 2018 so it's been a long time coming and i've mm -hmm. been really working very hard in this kind of collaborative sort of space so i had i had a bit of a uh, like i said kind of a, a leg up kind of coming in here Mm -hmm. um and uh and and that came from you know a lot of hard work and a lot of like years yeah. of absolutely zero recognition as probably uh, mm -hmm. a few of us have suffered from as well which is which has been challenging and had, had some really kind of uh dark moments as a writer and as a, as a creative i'm sure we've all had where you kind of like go why am i doing this why am i even bothering like you know trying to get people to read stuff by posting like on on twitter and on reddit and and various other platforms just to just to get a couple of reads let alone make an actual living out of it mm -hmm. um so yeah it's been it's been a long time coming i feel like the stars really aligned this year and allowed me to um you know kind of engage with people of like minds and and and, have, and it's yeah it's just been wild and 2022 like you're saying Callan, it's going to be even uh, crazier i think yeah, yeah i just want to I just want to pick up on a couple of things that you said, Rick, because I think that they're really interesting. Um, this idea of collaboration, I mean, collaboration has obviously, you know, existed in the world prior to 2021, but something changed this year um, in the, be, be, before this year, there was, there were, there were more strict borders that existed between media. Um, but by putting so many different types of media onto the same distribution channel, so we're selling writing on the same kind of essentially distribution channel as people are selling their art, people are selling their films, you create a much um, easier channel for people to collaborate with each other, with each other which I think is amazing. It, it essentially encourages people to start speaking across media uh, rather than it being something that becomes a little bit tricky because when you do it, you're not always entirely sure what you'll do with it next. So that's been amazing to see, and I think I've learned a lot from watching the way that you've worked, and it's made me think well, who are the people that I might want to work with that before I may have never considered I could have um, approached? Mm -hmm. and, and the other thing that's really interesting, and I'd like to bring Margaret in on this in a second, is this idea of um, law, right? You know, writing the stories that surround these projects, you know, projects have started popping up all over the place. You, you, you are seeing, you know, five new PFP projects arriving, you know, every single day. And it's almost like a reverse of what it felt like the world had been previous to that, which was someone comes up with 
a wide-ranging story that may have some success and then they sell assets from that story like maybe action figures or stickers or something whereas now we're seeing a, a, a slightly inverted model where someone's coming up with you know mm-hmm. smaller parts you know smaller kind of um cogs in that wheel we've got characters or we've got smaller components and and those projects need storytellers you know this whole space needs storytellers to not only make these things make sense but but bring them to life you know really give them a, a life that is three-dimensional beyond the edges of, of the art um you know uh, margaret it would be really interesting to bring you in on that actually because you've you've done so much wonderful work in specifically that area uh yeah thanks very much um I think that what you're saying is is pretty much right. Um, that you know you get you get things like ten thousand generated collectibles, and what's interesting to the buyer is the collectible, are the traits of the collectible. And then there's been lots of models, just sort of cookie cutter with that. Some of them incredibly beautiful and creative, and some of them incredibly derivative. Um, And I've just been really blessed. Um, You know, we were talking about highlights uh, earlier, and one of my three highlights, I can't pick one, there's three, but relevant to this query is Forgotten Runes. Um, And, you know, the artwork is gorgeous with Forgotten Runes, but it is a sort of ancillary component to what is really important about Forgotten Runes, which is the lore. Um, And the wonderful thing about that is that it's something that anybody in the community can do. Anybody can learn to do. Uh, you don't need an iPad, an Apple Pencil, and Procreate to write lore. Um, and it's a huge, huge skill with a huge sort of skill learning curve on it. But people can help you with it. Uh, communities like Crypto Writers and, and in Forgotten Runes, its own community, of course, have have really made lore um, sort of a, a core value proposition for the project. Uh, and the cool thing now is because wizards are so successful and because there's so many other uh, projects trying to learn from their success is that they're putting lore as a central um, component of their projects. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't think anybody has anything like the Book of Lore yet comparable to the wizards in terms of writing your lore on chain um, for your for your wizard and it's there permanently but you can go into like any number of random discords and you're going to see a lore channel you're going to see a fan art channel um, and the twitter and social channels of the project are going to be sharing lore and art kind of created by the holders by the collectors by the fans and between <coughs> March and like now that has become normed that has become just sort of a, a basic part of a project so if you look at earlier in the year to now I used to have to make the argument to people why they want lore why they want to centralize lore in their projects and now I've got people coming to me and they already know that lore is important they already know that Writing both in terms of the core narrative for the project and encouraging other people's narratives is important. And if you look at like metaverses right now, there's a bunch of metaverses coming out. You know, there's there's web, there's the solarverse, um, you know, in just the two off the top of my head. And they, they've got core lore for the games, but they also want to make sure 
that the holders can write their own quests, can write their own lore, can can write their own features to to the land that they're holding. And, you know, I think that that is probably the most exciting thing um, that's going on with with lore in the space, uh, because I think next year it's it's going to be the year of the writers, the year of lore, the year of fiction, the year of poetry, um, because that is where the long-term trend in the market is going. Sorry for the long rant. Gosh. No, thank you, Margaret. I mean, you brought up some really interesting points and I think, um, you know, we see writing taking new directions with, um, you know, bottom up storytelling and with lore and, you know, with collaborative collective almost writing. Um, and yeah, all of this is um, really interesting to see. Um, so yeah, how about um, maybe we can get uh, Sasha up here and maybe talk about um, what your highlight was here? Hey, sure. Um, I, I honestly, I don't, there's so many things that are jumping out at me as a possible highlight, and I, I don't know which one stands out above the others. And I also think that's because there's been so much fluidity and overlap between all the different events that really stand out in my mind as being, you know, the, the key moments of the year for me. I feel like there's so many, um, you know, people who've been involved in multiple projects and, um, and all that. So I don't know. It's hard to say, but... Um, you know, I, I do think if I had to name just a couple, I mean, obviously, I think being part of Ether Poems was incredible. I mean, it was just a really wonderful, um, you know, community of poets to become involved with and just to really feel that sense of energy and excitement around a poetry project on the blockchain was, was really fantastic. That was, I think, my first experience of really being part of a project here dedicated solely to poetry. So, um, you know, very, very happy to be part of that and obviously made a lot of really good friends um, as well it, from that experience. Um, so that certainly is one that I think is very near and dear to my heart. Um, and of course, the, the other one I have to mention, um, and uh, I hope Callan will jump in on this too, is um, you know, I was very, very excited this year to um, be able to join forces with, you know, my fellow crypto writers to launch the Verseverse, which Callan mentioned earlier, um, which is our uh, our crypto poetry gallery, where we're really aiming to bring together, um, you know, the best of what's being done on the blockchain in this in this poetic literary arena, and really just make it a place for celebrating um, poetry of all sorts coming together and you know finding new life, finding new shapes and new audiences on the blockchain. Um, and it's been that's been really a labor of love and, you know, has involved so many people that we love, and, you know, both from the crypto world and from the, um, the offline world and the, the realms of traditional poetry, too. So I think that's felt very special to sort of be bringing together um, some of the different writing communities that, that we've all been part of that Anna Maria and, and sorry, Anna Maria Caballero and Callan and I have been part of bringing them together here has just felt, yeah, it's felt very special. Um, so that's certainly something that, that stands out for me. And I'm really looking forward to seeing where that continues to go in the new year. There's a lot of exciting momentum building there and we've got a lot 
gosh, I feel like this year has been so crazy, but we've got a lot of really, um, I think, incredible things in the works for 2022. So I, I am really looking forward to taking a little bit of a breather over the holiday, but then diving back in. It's going to be it's going to be a great year next year. Yeah, no doubt. I'm, I'm sure it's been, yeah, we have a lot of um, exciting things coming up. Yeah, and it's unfortunate that Anna Maria couldn't be here. Um, but um, yeah, the, the, the verse first um, is also definitely one of the biggest, bigger highlights for me this year. And um, I just find it really exciting um, that this vision that Anna Maria came to us with of um, promoting poetry as works of art um, and I think um, there's some really exciting um, things uh, in the works for that. And I really love the idea of kind of onboarding more um, writers from the traditional publishing world into crypto. And um, yeah, I think that's uh, a really important mission as well. And um, yeah, I'm also, could I just say something yeah, in that oops. in that regard, Karen? <laughs> Because oh sorry, someone else trying to speak. No, it's just I, I love what you're doing with verse with the uh, the verse verse. I think it uh, like a massive round of applause for for launching the platform and everybody that's involved. I think it's just fantastic. And what you, what I find really interesting what about what you just said uh, around um, you know onboarding more writers into mm-hmm. uh, Web three, and I think that's a really important mission. One like an epiphany that I had the other day when still a year later trying to figure out what to do with this novel that I've got written and how to potentially present that in a Web3 kind of uh, instance. Something that that kind of occurred to me is uh, I don't have to try and figure out how to, you know, tokenize a novel and sell it to collectors within the NFT space. What I really have to try and figure out, and which will be beneficial to everybody, hopefully, is how do I onboard current readers into Web3 mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. provide them with yep. a new and interesting uh, mm-hmm. entertainment kind of uh, platform or, or way of engaging. And I'd love to hear everybody's thoughts on bringing more readers into this yeah. space rather than onboarding more writers because yeah the writers will come and we'll, we'll, we'll you know we're, as creative people we're always i think looking out for new platforms and new ways of being creative but it's like trying to convince readers to actually engage with the words uh, in this new way i think so yeah anybody's got any thoughts on that i'd love to hear it i do if that's okay yeah yeah please yeah so i mean that's the really cool thing. Um, and I was thinking about this the other day um, for something that had nothing to do with the crypto writer space. And that was that Patrick Rothfuss, um, who uh, has written the Doors of Stone trilogy, and we've all been waiting for like 15 years for the next book, actually read the prologue of his book on YouTube. And there were like so many people who followed that. Um because it was on YouTube, people who had read the books, people who were interested in the fandom saw it. So I think that one thing we can do in the Web3 space is read our works, share our works on on channels like Twitter spaces, on channels like YouTube, like Twitch, um, and people who might not know about NFTs and think they're like this entirely separate world, they can totally access, consume interact with share the work without buying the nft owning the nft Mm. or even knowing what an nft is so if we can get our writing onto these channels 
on social media where readers already are, um, then that's a great thing. And if we can get our work onto sort of curated channels as well for traditional media, you know, if we got Poetry Magazine to host, you know, a YouTube symposium with crypto writers, if we got science fiction and fantasy conventions to you know, host performances from people who are doing stuff in the genre but happen to be crypto writers, I think that's how the crossover is going to happen. I'd love to pipe in as well. I mean, I think I agree with I agree with all of that. And I would just say one of the one of the interesting things that I think I knew before, but has become more apparent as we've been working um, on the verse first, and we have the onboarding writers, is that a lot of poets that I know that we all know from more traditional realms are actually not on Twitter or maybe they they Mm -hmm. are but they're not very active or they're not really on Instagram they're not really engaging in these places at all and so it's you know constantly we're sort of thinking well do we want to sort of invite them to come over start a Twitter account and then you know spend more time here or do we also need to go meet them where they are a little bit more and I think it's definitely mm-hmm. a combination of the two yeah. and one of the the sort of the personal experiences that I've had this year that's really driven that home for me is that in addition to all all of this amazing stuff that's happened in um, in the crypto realm uh, this year was also the year that I published my first physical book which has been years in the making and you know, it was really exciting for me to finally have that out in the world. And it was also kind of an irony that as I was delving deeper into the metaverse, I also had this physical tome, you know, coming out, which I I think is equally as important to me as an object of technology as any of the NFTs that I've been making or that I'm, you know, helping other people to make. So I think that's sort of been an example to me of maybe a a place to meet in the middle. I have many things in the book that are linked to crypto pieces. I've made many references to some of these blockchain technologies in the book, in interviews that I've been doing about the book and, you know, media opportunities and things like that. And I think for a lot of the publications who've been receiving information about the book, it might be their first chance or their first time ever speaking Mm -hmm to a poet about blockchain. It might be their first introduction to Web3. It might be their first time ever hearing, you know, in any detail what an NFT is or, you know, why a poet might be interested in getting on the blockchain. So I think for me, it's been really important to, to not just, you know, as much as I love spending time in this world, I'm also very conscious of not getting too isolated um, here or in Twitter or in the metaverse and really making sure that I've got one foot in one world and one foot in the other. and. I think, you know, it's really important for all of us to continue doing that and, you know, serving as a bridge between these two different realms. Yeah, I, th- I think that's a, a terrific point. And, and just to kind of pick up two things, one with Margaret saying earlier that 2022 is going to be the year of the writers, combining that with this question, which is, you know, how do we meet people where they are? How do we onboard readers as well as kind of this idea of onboarding writers is probably going to be one of the great themes of, of next year. And, and the way that, you know, we're able to exponentially grow the amount of people that can connect with our work. So that's a conversation that I think that we'll all be having in the CW Discord and we'll be having kind of in groups together. So that's, that's great. That's one of those lovely things that comes when we get a group of people together like this. I don't know that anybody necessarily knew that we were going to have that conversation, but that's planted so many ideas in in my head, and I'm really grateful for everybody bringing it up because that's that's awesome. Um, What I'd also like to know now is kind of think, well, 
you know, we've, we've talked a lot about what it is for a writer to kind of exploit this space to be able to put their work out there and the opportunities. But I'm also interested in, in having a, bringing Pale Horse up and talking about this kind of notion of programmable writing, like how the space has changed the way a writer can actually present a story that they just couldn't have done before. Are, are, you, are you there, Pale Horse? Hey, uh, can you guys hear me? Yes. Hi. Yeah. Welcome. Hey, yeah. Thanks for bringing me up. Um, and thanks for having me. Um, yeah, this year has been really cool. Um, I kind of just got started just to give you guys the TLDR in case anybody doesn't know me. Um, I got started in the crypto space, I guess, around November of 2020. Yeah, 2020. It's about a year ago. Um, and I published my first piece on Rarible. Then I went to create some stuff on async lately. Um, and I can talk a little bit about that, but I just wanted to call out like my highlight of the year was probably the 12 drop. Um, I think that was back in maybe May or April, something like that, but oh. that was, uh, that'll always have a special place in my heart. Cause that was kind of like the, the OG crew that a year from now, I'll probably still be talking about that. Um, but yeah, so as far as async goes, what it really lets you do is just like build things that change over time. So they give you these um, kind of templates that I've talked to, I've talked in like a previous podcast about, so I won't go too into it, but you can do things that change every hour on the day. You can do things where people can buy individual layers and then change them whenever they want to their heart's content. But, um, you know, so I've created a couple of pieces. Uh, one of them I sold to the async CEO actually. So that was really cool to see um, like that level of support. Like uh, they're, they're really buying into the, to the crypto writing community early. They're investing in the, in the talent that's out there. So um, that's cool. But they have a, they have a new blueprint template that's coming out. Actually it just came out, I think this week. And what that does is it, it's kind of bringing the generative um, trend that we've seen with like PFP projects. It's bringing that technology to the average artist so that, you know, you can do a generative project without needing to hire an entire dev mm -hmm. team and everybody to help you get that done. So, um, I think everybody that's in this crypto writing space should check that out because it it really does unlock uh, it commoditizes the ability to tell new types of stories in a way that you can assign like different levels of rarity to parts of your story and then create like interesting incentive structures for people to collect it so definitely go check that out um I'm trying to think if i'm forgetting anything else um i think that's that's pretty much all i'll say about async because if you want to hear more there's a there's a previous podcast about it Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'll yeah. hand it back to you guys. I, I think async is one of the more exciting platforms for me that I'm really looking forward to kind of testing and diving in um, maybe next year. Uh, but there's like so many possibilities, so many interesting, uh, cool things that you could do on the platform that, you know, um, yeah, so I'm really looking forward to that. And thank you so much for the shout out for the mentioning 12. Uh, it, I think it was actually yeah, definitely one of my favorite projects. And um, because I got to work with so many other writers, um, I guess for those of you who don't know the project, it's um, it was uh, done in, I don't know, months ago, like six months ago or so. And uh, I, I got together 12 crypto writers uh, and asked them to contribute uh, one of their NFTs into a wallet. And I wrote a poem using uh, the words from the seed phrase of that wallet um, and then had clues and unlockable content and then collectors could try to solve the, the riddle to open the wallet and then take all of the NFTs inside. Uh, but the 
the funnest thing for me about that project was just work getting to work with um, writers, crypto writers like like Pale Forest and Devoid was in it too. So was Goldbrave. Um, and yeah, it was just a really fun project for me. Yeah, I, I probably, probably this will be a thing of it'll be a thing of legend. This. <laughs> I was going to say I probably should have ex- I should have explained what that was, but thank you because you did you did a way better job than I would have. Like since we're in the uh, topic of twelve, uh, I'm curious, Colin, are the artworks still in your possession? Yes, they are. They're still in my wallet. I'm still waiting for for Jack and um, who was the other person? Oh, Gabino was it? Um, to to claim them, but uh, yeah, they're still in my wallet. I actually have plans for 12. Um, uh, I'm going to do a little gifting for the 12 collectors. Um, so, yeah, a little heads up for anybody who has 12. I know Sasha has one too. Um, that there's going to be a little gift in there sometime during the holidays. Uh, so, yeah, heads up for that. That's so exciting. I can't wait. I just want to share like some thoughts when um, Pale Horse mentioned something about, um, you know, he was talking about async and how, you know, some bits and pieces of your narrative can be assigned rarities and stuff. And it's just a stupid, stupid, stupid thought. And it's like, you know, as writers, we can't help but fall into cliches, right? So what if those are the common like traits? It's like... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just a stupid idea. It's like, oh, there was only one bed. Okay, this trait is super common. And oh, these two lovers communicated properly. Wow, that's a rare trait. So something like that. It's just yeah, yeah, exactly. That's a bit more, but I think from a um, from a comedy point of view, there's a lot of like pretty interesting things you can do to like. Oh, yeah, yeah that's why. I, that's yeah. why I was like. I was like muted because I was laughing because it's like, oh my god, a sex scene is a rare trait. Shit, that could be like something like that. Exactly. Yeah, it's. I mean, once you get that idea, the generic idea of rarities as a storyteller, like your mind just explodes with the possibilities. So. Okay, I'm already amusing myself with this. Thank you so much. Okay, Glaren. Glaren, since you are on the stage, what's your highlight? Oh, my highlight is just, I'm just happy to be here because I, <laughs> I love that <laughs> I, because among everyone who is here in this space, I would, I would readily admit that I have the least like uh, written work that has been minted and published out there. And all I've been doing here is just been sitting on the sidelines and just like cheering for people and just like helping, um, helping the crypto writers community, you know, by hosting these talks and just like hyping up all the other people. And I think that's one of the highlights for me because, you know, getting to discuss lore with Margaret and Nora and Artemisia and then getting to discuss the verse verse with Colin, Sasha and Anna. It was I just really like talking to people. So when I say that I'm just happy to be here, that is literally like the honest truth that I am, um, that even though I myself don't have much output in terms of uh, minting, I think that that is one way that I'm I'm contributing to the community. And going back to something that Margaret was discussing earlier, which is how do we get like readers 
also connected to what Rick said earlier. It's like, how do we get readers on board to be more um, engaged, to get them to read more, basically? And I think that um, people like me who aren't so, um, who aren't, who are just chill in terms of writing or actually creating and would rather like focus on um, community building things are, uh, are also essential because mm-hmm. sometimes this, I was just thinking of this uh, comment that I read in the crypto writers discord like months and months and months before. And it, it tells something about me as a person because I'm, I can be super petty. One time I read somebody say in their general chat of the crypto writers server saying for a bunch of writers this discord sure is quiet and in my head i'm like bitch what we're writing what because <laughs> so, we're writing <laughs> we're writing we're working over here. because we're working so i was like <laughs> if that person is here on this space it's like okay no offense but also it's like i've been carrying that thought in my head i'm like i will find you <laughs> and I will have words with you, but that's that's what. But in a way, where is the lie? Sometimes you. I mean, there is no lie. <laughs> the crypto writers Discord can be quiet at some at sometimes because we're all busy doing our thing. And sometimes, even the create the act of creation is great, and that there are so many poems in the space. Like you know, there are other moving parts that need to be that need to move so that this whole movement, this whole inventory, this whole wealth of creation can be seen by the general public. Because right now, if we look at the crypto writers, uh, not the crypto writer space, but the crypto space in general, it's, it's like predominantly about the graphics. It's about the visuals. It's about the PFPs. So it's like, how do you, how, how do we, you know, honk our horn and make people pay attention to us where when all the creators are just too busy creating. So, so yeah, Mm -hmm. those are some thoughts that I have and I'm super excited to like, just continue, just to be continuously be invited in things like this. So I can provide the chaos that (laughs) the void has been looking for. Because I feel like everyone is so dignified. It's like, yes. <laughs> like, Justin literally just said, guys, keep your mics on. And then, like, five seconds yes, later, exactly. people mute themselves. It's like, we are I don't so think anyone, I don't think anyone's ever called me dignified before. Like, every other word in my poems is, like, snoot or something. You know, so, so there's, no, there's no dignity here. I just kind of wanted to answer your question, Glaren. Um, how do we promote ourselves? And... I think that if we look around this stage, everybody who's ever been in the upper left corner of a Twitter spaces, building our community, hosting our events, the absolute hard, hard, hard work that people like Glaren, Kalen, Artemis, uh, Devoid, Sasha, anybody who's been organizing rooms, I think Galbraith, you've done some, but anyone who's been modding the discords, building the websites like the verse verse, organizing these spaces, messaging us all, asking us for a bio, reminding us two days later when we've forgotten to give them a bio. <laughs> um, I mean, just just want to give you guys your flowers because you are the ones who are making 
crypto writers a space and not like a bunch of people hunkering in their writing cupboards, just being quiet and then writing. I mean, so, so Glaren, you're saying that you don't mint a lot, but you're doing stuff that is every bit as valuable, if not more valuable. Oh, yeah. You're, you're a community you. builder. So, so, you know, it's the year of the writers, but it's also this year and next year and all the years of the year of the community builders, because, because mm-hmm. you're the one getting our, our, snoots in our verses in front of the, in front of the, the community. Oh, thanks so yeah, much, Margaret. Yeah, that's, that's really what we're doing right, right now, right? We're building the foundation of whatever is to come, and it's all community, and all of our various projects have just been continuing to build off of each other. And what I love about this space is that we celebrate each other so much, Um, whether we're involved in each other's projects or not. And I think that continuing to do that, continuing to like hold space here for people to join and become crypto writers, become crypto poets, continuing to highlight each other's wins and to cheer each other on is so important. And also continuing to highlight each other's successes like circling back to what we what we were talking about with how do we bring more people in honestly a big thing that's going to bring people in is showing them that they can get their writing out into the world they can actually get their writing read for once they can make money off of their writing right like a huge thing about ether poems like we sold out in nine hours we were selling poems for 0.1 eth on primary all 206 sold out in nine hours. So these poets got these huge payouts as far as poetry goes within just 24 hours of the sale going live and then secondary sales continue indefinitely. There's been a five ETH sale on Ether poems, a 1.5 ETH sale, a 2.8 ETH sale on secondary. Like poetry is and, and writing in general right now has this huge opportunity to actually make people money and make the like make it um, livable, which it's, historically uh, I, it hasn't it's, been. It's, it's yeah, pretty. It's pretty insane, and, and, and yeah. I've been able to. Fort, very very fortunately, have a couple of really nice like kind of paying gigs. I've, I've sold a few of my own pieces, which has been great, and um, and and I've, I've been able to to work with some other kind of obviously bigger kind of influences within the space have, have, have paid me quite well and and that's facilitated being able to go full-time with this and like essentially live the dream that i've been trying to get to for the last 20 years which is be a full-time writer slash storyteller sort of dude which is and i've got a lot of things which i'm going to announce around that in in the coming year and in the new year but i think to your point about you know being inclusive and being friendly and being supportive of each other's wins is extremely important because for years I tried to penetrate the um, hashtag writing community, uh, kind of writing community on Twitter. And it was, it was pretty hard to be honest. And it was a little bit toxic and I'm not going to kind of like disparage uh, the the entire community or, or call out any names or anything like that. But I just remember it being tough and um it was extremely competitive and unlike uh, or it, yeah in you know it was extremely competitive in a way that like hashtag crypto literature or hashtag nft or the, the just the nft space isn't we're you know we've got the you know we're we're gammy kind of energy and sometimes that can be a little bit 
and uh, you know annoying and <laughs> a little bit over the top but it's you know as long as we're all you know it's like you know cautious cautiously optimistic and you know it, uh, trying to understand really trying to support each other and going oh and there's been seriously there's, there's been a, a number of kind of times when i've gone oh shit why didn't i think of that or oh, fucking hell who's like you know like i wish i'd done that but at the same time you know you go well actually i didn't and actually the person who did this is amazing and actually i want to support them and i'm not going to get jealous and i'm going to uh, and what they've done is only going to highlight uh the cause that we're kind of trying to push and the uh the work that we're trying to do and as the saying goes you know the rising tides raises all ships so the better we all get uh at this and, and the, you know the more that we can raise our floor prices and the, and the more attention that we all re- that one of us or any of us receive i think it works for, works for all of us and we think we've been you know very fortunate in this year that you know we I, somebody once told me that friendship friendships really build around common cause and I, reflecting on that over the years when I've moved all over the world and done various things, I think that's very true. And we've very much had a common cause this year. And, and I said earlier on, on on Twitter a couple of weeks ago that, you know, the, the friends that you've made in like 2020, I hope you like them because they're going to be around for a while now. These are the real kind of core. This is going to be a real kind of core friendship group that you've and community that we've, that we've built together. And I think that that's amazing. And we're all here to support each other and just, yeah, really kind of, uh, helping each other in that regard is, is is going to be vital. Continuing to do that is going to be vitally important, and it's just something that really has helped me a lot along the way this year. Um, you know, and 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 it, and it spirals. You know, as, as as much as you can spiral downwards, sometimes go in a bit of a dark place. You can spiral upwards as well with the help from other people and um, uh, and getting the kind of the the. The, the positive feedback and and uh, and and generally respect <laughs> that it's sometimes hard to find in other places. So yeah, it's it's I I think and I'm not entirely sure about the the exact point that I'm trying to make, but yeah, we being able to be here and being in such a supportive community has really been quite game changing for me. When as a writer, as we all know, or as a poet, you tend to spend a lot of time by yourself, a lot of time alone. And uh, and being able to go on Twitter and have those friends um, when in real life it can be a little bit difficult to get your IRL friends to understand exactly what you're doing sometimes has been a massive support to me, I know, personally. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think, can I? Go ahead, Sasha. Go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. I'll, I'll speak after you. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, gosh. Well, I just, I wanted to say, I mean, I agree with everything that was just said. I think those are all, you know, really wonderful things to be celebrating in this community. I was also just going to add that something that I've been grappling with a bit for myself, and I think a lot of us in this community are feeling the same way, is that, you know, it's it's really hard, I think, trying to reconcile this, like, it's great to have so much positivity and support, but I also think there's something that's really difficult and maybe dangerous about, you know, feeling like if you don't get enough hearts on this tweet of a piece you just posted, then it's not good. Or if you don't sell out, it means it wasn't, you know, it wasn't all it could have been. I think that's not, that's certainly not true. I think, you know, popularity and sales are not in any way and have never historically been equated with something that's really of intrinsic value. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's something that with the gallery and then in my own work and with my friends in the space too, I'm really seeing a lot of, you know, a lot of folks kind of thinking through that and really trying to cope with that. And I feel like there's something, you know, there's something about um, that that we all need to think about more and kind of figure out how to be positive and how to support each other 
without it feeling like, you know, it's all hearts and likes and sales. And I think to that point, one of the things that I really value so much about my offline writing community and about this particular space and the crypto writer space and all the folks who are here in this room is that I think we really support each other through, you know, on a, on a much deeper level. And it's about thinking, you know, thinking about craft together, having conversations about problems or challenges that we're having in our, in our work, um, really hashing out ideas or if something's not working, you know, positivity comes in the form of, you know, supporting each other with constructive criticism. That's what I've always valued the most about, you know, poetry workshops is you get that feedback and you get, you know, you get um, responses that help make you a better and better writer and I think that that's something that I'd love to see more and more of in the space mm -hmm. um, again this is my wish for myself is maybe minting less doing deeper work spending more time editing and revising finding the happy medium between the publishing world the traditional publishing world which is you know achingly slow and this world which I think can be you know in, in a good way and in a bad way so so fast and so quick that you don't have enough chance to really ponder something or revise it and really make it your best work. And I think, again, this, I know this is this is great to you know to celebrate all these things. And I think it's also important to think about um, you know what what do we want to make better? What do we want to do better? I think in the new year, as we really are laying the foundations for this community and this movement, like something again, I've heard a lot of writers in this space struggling with a bit. So. Um, yeah, I hope for I hope for next year we can continue thinking about you know the substance and the meat and the craft and really supporting each other um, in deeper ways as well. Yeah, those are excellent points. I, I completely agree. Um, getting more editors in the space would be amazing, <laughs> and yeah, supporting each other to help each other make better work. Um, I would love to see more of that as well. Um, uh, Justin? I'm here. I'm here. Hey. I was listening to everything. Don't you worry. Um, um, should we do, do we have like the little game component? Uh, should we jump into that since it's uh, four or? I think we should try. I think we should try because I think we've still got time. If anybody um, can stay with us, then Glaren mentioned earlier that she likes to bring the chaos. And <laughs> as someone who loves to bring the chaos, We've asked her to bring a very specific kind of chaos to the end of this call so we can finish with a little bit of something fun. So if everybody could make sure that their mics are on, because you're all involved in this, um, then Glaren is, uh, <laughs> the stage is yours, let chaos reign. Oh my God. I mean, <laughs> I'll have you know that Justin was the one who approached me with this idea and I was just like, oh, that's amazing. Okay, let's do it. So, <laughs> so if you don't have fun, Justin is the main man. So. <laughs> Blame me. But yeah, but just, this is just since we create, since this space is all about like, um, you know, talking about the highlights that we have on this space and such, we decided to like just do a little game of just how, you know, how well-versed you are in this little space that we call the NFT space. We will be, I will be asking questions it could be related to crypto literature. It could be related to other projects. It's just, you know, it's just 10 questions. Hopefully fun. Hopefully it'll take you back in some places or whatever. And yeah, let's this see. This is where the test of our friendship and community really comes <laughs> in. Because 
There's going well, to be some, I... <laughs> some enemies made today. You just watch okay. out, guys. I've okay, got my so... bots ready to go, and um, I'll be firing off the answers. Okay. So the, since since this is a since this is a bunch of questions and like we don't know actually how to implement like a very structured way of answering, so you just say the answer and we'll just okay. deal with it. It's fine. What is the prize? Ask Justin. For me, the prize <laughs> I can offer you is just bragging rights. Okay. <laughs> In our Christmas party, I was like the winner. So like something to tell your children. I don't know. But okay. <laughs> Let's start with the first question. Again, just chime in if you know the answer. Question number one. Sometime around the end of May, half of the NFT space suddenly gained a new job description. The CEO of Rarible. Who was the influencer slash collector that infamously sparked this meme? Oh Nikki Papers. Nikki Papers. Nikki Papers. Oh, Nikki Papers. Yeah, <laughs> like, shout it. out to... Um, that was Justin got it first. Yeah, yes. that was, but shout out to Papers. <laughs> I tried searching for his Twitter account earlier. I couldn't. So I hope you're doing well. I hope you're doing well, dude. <laughs> that was fun. God. Did anybody get a turn at being CEO of Rarible? Like, shout out to you guys. Okay, next question. Next question. Board Ape number 7990 is known outside of the NFT space as a professional basketball player for the National Basketball Association. For what team does he play for? Ooh, these are hard. Ooh, layers. No idea. Layers. Yeah. Oh I'm my no god. Just, just listening for keyboards in the background. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Like, I was. When I was creating this question, I was like, oh, shit, sports. I'm asking creatives <laughs> about sports. And I'm like, let's be optimistic. Okay. Since nobody knows what the answer is, let's tweak it a little. So who is this professional basketball player, at least, at the very least? Does anybody know? I have no idea. No idea. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> gosh. Okay. So board it. 7990 is the basketball player Stephen Curry who plays for the Golden State Warriors. Obviously. Oh, oh, Steph Curry. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Okay. Now you say it. It was on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But yes, um, Stephen Curry is not only a member of the Board 8 Yacht, Board 8 Yacht Club, but he is also coming up with his own NFT collection, because I think last week he just um, he just uh, broke the all-time record for the most three three points sunk. I don't know if anybody of you cares because we're all writers, but <laughs> that's a thing. That's I'm a thing. Sure that's that's a, uh, yeah, I'm sure that's like a, a very uh, yeah. Well done, Stephen. Um, <laughs> nice one, Stephen. Okay. Well done. Okay, next. Nyla Hayes is a young digital artist who made waves with her long necky ladies collection. Today, she is solidifying her place in NFT history by being timepieces first blank. Oh, resident something. Resident, resident artist? Artist. Okay, I'll take Margaret because oh, I don't want to give this point to Justin. I like the okay. way this works. This is Greek rules. It's just like, yes. anything goes. There, there's, the game mistress today is fair and magnanimous. <laughs> <Excellent>. <laughs> Next question. 
Which NFT project popularized the concept of closing their Discord server from the public prior to launch? Oh, no idea. Pass. Pass. <laughs> no, no clue. Um, okay. I, no, no idea. Mechaverse. Don't know. It's not. It is Doodles. Oh. What? Really? Huh. It's Doodles, yes. And another thought, the I think, if I'm not mistaken, the NFT project that popularized the whitelisting is Oni Force. Mm. So mm. if you guys are in the PFP business, you, you have those two to blame for the grind. <laughs> I like to call it the Dow list. Okay, moving on. This is a Tezos blockchain related thing, but CryptoRider related. In April, generative artist and writer James Yu served the space with a hilarious NFT that made everyone go, oh my god, relate. The piece simulated scheduling hell by generating infinite and unique combinations of meeting conflicts between two friends using GPT-3. What was its title? Oh, oh my I know god. The oh my god. I know the piece. I can see it. I don't remember the title. Yeah. I think I even have it. Oh my god. Oh, what is it called? Yeah. If you if <laughs> was it if not you have it, Heaven and Hell? Oh, that might be no, one. This is different. That might be No, one. Okay, okay. That's a I think it was one. called Yeah, I think it was called Things Are a Little Crazy RN yes. right now. Oh, yes. That's it. That was it. Okay. <laughs> that is a well deserved oh, good one. Nice. <laughs> Very good. Oh my god. Shout out to James wherever you are. We James is the well. best. James is yes. the best. Oh my god. Very, very I smart, can remember when that like gathered like Tons of Tezos in secondary. I'm like, what? What the fuck? James. <laughs> okay, so we have one point across Justin, Margaret, and Pale Horse. So, next Thanks. one. Okay. Ether poems. It's an ether poems question. Ooh. Which has more? Which has more? The number of poems in the ether poems spoken word collection or the character limit on tweets in 2016? Either poems. Either poems. Okay, who was first? Was it was it Artemis? Yeah, probably I, Artemis. Yeah. Can you repeat the question? What was the question? <laughs> which? <laughs> which... You can't ask that so now we know he right. was drinking during <laughs> the, uh, the talk. So it's the question... nine a.m. here. I've been drinking tea. <laughs> which? Mm. Oh, lay lay off the caffeine, girl. <laughs> which ha the question was which has more the number of poems in the ether poems spoken word collection which is which was sec uh, the second season or the character limit on tweets in 2016 so yeah oh, in 2016 yes so that was a trick question because in 2016 the character limit was 140 it's only in 2017 when it got bumped up to 280 and uh, yes. either poems spoken word is at 160. If I, if the Open C page does not lie, the Open C so. page does not lie about that. <laughs> yes. So yes. Next one. So Artemis gets a point. How I, many I record? Think, hang on a minute. I don't did, think I got a did, point. Did Artemis get a point? Everybody gets a point. But did, uh, I don't think I deserved the point. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Everyone I think our... gets a point. It's a holiday. Yeah. Anonymous. Everyone gets a point. Yeah. Shout think... out to Ether Poems. I think Artemis oh, yeah. gets a bonus point for being the curator of Ether Poems, too. Spoken yeah. yes. word. That's fair. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so Artemis of two points. 
so Justin, Margaret, Artemis, and Paylor have two points, and everyone except for me has <laughs> one point. <laughs> so next oh, one. How many recorded sessions of CW Talks have been published oh, as a God. podcast episode? Oh, my God. Uh, Julian nine, is nine. in the audience. <laughs> Twelve. Eleven. <laughs> Justin, stop throwing. Stop throwing. Uh, but, but, were, but were any of them right? <laughs> None 15. of them were right. Fifteen. Okay. Fifteen. Sixteen. Oh, 16. Who said fourteen? I did. Okay. <laughs> Yay, Callan. <laughs> yes, it is fourteen. When you said fifteen, that would be technically correct next week when this recording right. <laughs> when this recording goes live. But wow. yes, so far we have fourteen episodes on the spotify so for those who are listening right now if you haven't listened to our previous episodes please you can find us on spotify and other podcast platforms wow, she's a pro <laughs> <laughs> okay keza hi keza shout out to you our friend keza has done a marvelous job in helping crypto writers exercise their writing muscle with his regular prompts some of the poems submitted were even given the chance to be included in his open sea collection what is the name of the collection? Self-portraits of strangers. strangers. <laughs> okay. So, Jinx. So, okay, fine. I'll, I'll give it to Justin, Callan, and Artemis because we all said it at the same time. Imagine if so none of us had got it. How awkward would that have been? It's like kings that was just like, leave. I stay yeah. for this shit, leave. I'm going to leave. Okay. But yes, Self-Portraits of Strangers, that is the collection of poems made by our friend Keza. So if you are interested in finding that, those who are in this room, please go to his profile. I think it is his pinned post. Yay, yeah, hyping up, yes, I did that. I'm hyping up, people. Okay, <laughs> this is our eighth question. The lovely Ana Maria Caballero, one of the founders of the Verse Verse, bought the domain for the project in May 2021 while she was where? In a parking lot. Yay. <laughs> I would I would take Taylor's. He was first. He was the first. We'll, was like, yeah, we'll allow that. We'll allow that. I'm also still <laughs> glad that Sasha and Talon managed to answer that because I would be super tattling to like Anna, Anna, they're not reading your origin story. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and this is the last question. What are the scores? What What's the oh situation? I'm a writer. I'm not a mathematician. I'm <laughs> for numbers. <laughs> but I think, I, I, yeah, I think you are at three points. Colin is also at three. Also Artemis, because we gave her that um, bonus. And Pale Horse is at, Pale Horse, are you at three as well? I think so, yeah, whatever. Okay, so, like three. And I'm okay, probably this like, is like negative four. <laughs> I'm right there okay. with you, Margaret. This is the last question. I mean, nobody's zero. At least we have that. It's like, okay, this is the last question. This might be the tiebreaker. Cosomo de... I hope I pronounce this right. Cosomo de Medici is allegedly the NFT account of which hip-hop artist? Snoop Dogg. Oh, okay, Colin. <laughs> Colin, coming in quick with that. <laughs> Colin dropped that answer like it was hot. And... <laughs> As per her title as crypto literature queen of, <laughs> of our group, congratulations, Colin. You are 
at four points, you won this little oh, game that we have tonight. Yay! Yay! Congrats, well Callan. done, Callan. <laughs> Congratulations, Callan. Yay. And that's it, I guess. That's it. That's it for the ten questions. That was Amazing. fun. Thank you. It's a little bit of <laughs> chaos. So I, I, awesome. I hand the stage back to Justin. Thank you, Glaren. That was amazing, and you did bring the chaos. <laughs> oh, you know how it, how hard it was creating like literature questions because I'm like, oh, let's do this. Oh no, Margaret's like the answer is related to Margaret. Margaret's in the panel. Oh, Sasha, no, Sasha is in the panel. Oh, <laughs> it's like so hard. Why is everyone like here? <laughs> you got too oh, yeah. good a panel. Well done. <laughs> Yay! That's it. Okay, so. I mean, this has been a, a really, really good session. I think it probably exceeded my expectations about how you know interesting and well organized it could be to bring so many people together. And you know, it's it's pretty amazing to be able to bring so many of you together. And I hope that we get to do that a lot more in the new year. Uh, we've covered a lot of ground. And hey, Justin, have you oh, said yeah. your highlights? I haven't. No, um, and I don't think you've said yours either, have you? No, well, I tend well, not really. I guess. Do you want to? Do you want to go? Really quickly, really quickly, because we're kind of at, at that time now. Yeah. But obviously, this has been a pretty amazing year, and I think I've covered this in a few sessions before. But I've always been a huge fan of microfiction, right? I've always been a huge fan of being able to tell tiny stories, and the thing. I mean, there's always been a little bit of microfiction in the world. But the problem is, you know, for something to succeed, there has to be a way to present it to people that seems somehow financially lucrative for the distribution channels to open. And, and that wasn't always the case. But being able to present these tiny frames of little stories and, you know, package big concepts in, in just these small frames of, of big ideas um, has become more possible this year. And I think my highlight has been I've always loved writing microfiction and I've never really been able to find a place that I thought I was going to be able to consistently publish it. And, and, and this is the year that I feel like I've found that. And I feel like I've also been able to connect with so many other people doing the same thing, like, like you, Callan, with Few Understand, which, as I've said a million times before, is one of my favorite um, projects in, in the whole space. So definitely my highlight has been the uh, channels opening up for microfiction to, to become a thing, you know? Mm-hmm. That's a good one. And you? <laughs> it's you? <laughs> well, um, I think, well, I mentioned the verse first, which is definitely one of the highlights. Um, but if I had to choose, like, one other one, I would say probably the creation of the Crypto Writers Discord. Um, because it was through the Discord, really, that I got to meet and befriend so many wonderful people and some really brilliant writers. And um, those friendships in this community is what has made this crypto writing journey, uh, for me at least, um, so fun and joyful and exciting. Um, And yeah, Glaren was, uh, and and I really created it just because I was so excited about what other people were doing and to see other people writing in the space and to see... um, um, really interesting and fascinating projects being created, and um, Glaren mentioned that comment that was made in the in the Discord um, that kind of that pissed her off. And um, I think it's the Discord isn't really a place where you know it's not like other projects or PFP projects where you know the Discord has to be popping to for 
you know, for the project to be um, uh, to be considered alive and well, it's really a place for um, writers to come if they need help or to support each other. It's always there for you if you need it, but it's not necessarily a place that's always going to be, you know, super happening and lively. And, and But that's not really the point. So um, I'm really happy to have met all these uh, friends, um, all of you who are here today. Uh, so I think, yeah, that's probably my highlight. That's a great highlight. And, you know, I do wonder, yeah, we'd have probably all found each other one way or another as writers in this space, but the, the Discord has been an exceptionally influential place to bring a lot of writers into the same room and to kind of start conversations, even just being able to say to somebody in the early days with the Discord, oh, are you in the Discord as well? You know, I think that's been great. And there's been a, a huge amount of people that I've connected with who've mentioned that they write or have been interested in writing projects. And, and I've said, and other people will have done this too, and said, oh, well, you would like the Crypto Writers Discord. You know, you're going to find other like-minded people working on the same kinds of things there and solving the same problems and then sending them the link and bringing them in and then them messaging and saying, I'm so glad that I found that. And we wouldn't have that space if you hadn't started it, Callan. So thank you for doing that. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it's all the festive feelings. It's all the <laughs> kind of holiday feelings. Um, but yeah, this is, oh, I was going to say, by the way, I, I, I thought you were going to say, oh, Glaren mentioned that comment of somebody saying Discord was quiet. Oh, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> was that you? No. I'm going to Discord right now, and I'm going to look for that specific comment. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find them. We'll find them, and then we'll give them a big hug, because we're all friends. Um, yeah, so, great. I feel like we covered a lot there, and, you know, next year's just a whole other year that is opening out for us to keep having these conversations, to talk about all sorts of ways that we can work together and, you know, I, I'm always a big believer in the fact that almost all of the most interesting, exciting, um, you know, threads that open up in your life, there is always a moment just before they kick off, which you had absolutely no idea that they were going to happen. None whatsoever. It was, life is this, you know, continuing series of surprises and next year is going to present even more of them, especially in a space with so much stuff going on. So I'm excited for that. Um, Callan, I don't know if there's anything else you wanted to say before we... Um, neatly wrap this up and and say goodbye to everybody um no well i just wanted to thank everyone for for coming um for uh, the guests who who are here and for the people who are in the room um and just say um yeah it's been one heck of a year um and thank you to everyone uh for yeah making it such an amazing year and looking forward to 2022 let's do it all right everybody thank you so much for being here um and um if you're listening on the podcast make sure you listen to other episodes as well and um encourage your friends to get involved and yeah thank you <laughs>